Good evening, everybody. Welcome once again to another Wednesday night a Bible study right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. We're having a great time, and I pray that you are enjoying this series entitled Path to Salvation. This is part number three in that series. So I would say welcome, welcome, welcome to all of you. Those of you that are watching the live broadcast on the YouTube platform, make sure that you chat in your hello. Check in tonight and tell us where you're uh, watching uh, tonight. We would be so glad to say hello to you and greet you. And those of you that are also, yes, that are watching live, make sure if you want us to pray with you tonight, just chat in your prayer request. We do have prayer warriors that are standing by right now in the chat area. Yes, in the chat area that will be talking with you. And uh, we, we love you guys so very much, and we want to be there for you, especially during this time of year. All right? So we're going to have a word of prayer, and then we're going to go ahead and get started. Now, those of you that are watching the replay, you remember, you can go to our website at kingdomrock.org, kingdomrock.org. There you can click the contact button and leave us your prayer request or comment. We'd be so glad to hear from you. And while you're on the website, everybody can give into the ministry. A little bit goes a long way. So let the Lord use you, okay? All right, I'm ready to get started with Bible study tonight. This is some good news. And we're in our new studio, so this is the good news Bible study. Ah, let's say that. I like that. All right, here we go. Let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this night. We thank you for this good news Bible study. We thank you, Lord, for speaking to us and speaking through us. And Lord, we pray that our hearts will be open and receptive to hear what you have to say tonight. We love you, Father, so very much. And we pray, Lord, that you would just speak by your spirit, that you would lead us into all truth and show us things to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Yes, it's going to be one of those nights. Let me make sure <clears throat> that my... Ooh, that my volume, my ringer volume is down because, you know, sometimes people try to call you when you're on the air live, but it's okay. All right, here we are now. It's time to go into Path to Salvation, part number three here on the Kingdom Rock Network. Let's go. The last time we were here, we were talking about uh, the importance of believing, believing in Jesus. Really, the entire series, we've been talking about believing in Jesus, how believing in Jesus is the key to salvation. I gave you a whole lot of scriptures about that. We're going to do a whole lot more uh, during the course of this series. Now, I also gave you some hallmarks, I call them hallmarks, of salvation. Gave you the example of someone jumping in the water. You know, when they jump in the water, when they come up, they should come up soaking wet, right? And that soaking wet lets you know that they have been into the water. By the same token, when you believe in Jesus, when you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, there are some changes that will be seen because the Bible declares that you are a new creature in Christ. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And you become what the Bible calls the temple of the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit then lives and abides on the inside of you. And you know as well as I do, God is big. God is big. So if he's in there, sooner or later, we should see a little bit of him coming out of your life, right? 
So believing in Jesus is key. Now, all believing leads to some form of action. Because you believe this, you will do that. Now, if I say it to you, do you believe that right next door, as a matter of fact, right under your chair, right under your seat where you're sitting right now, there is a check for $20 million. That's right, $20 million right under the seat that you're sitting in right now. Don't you know if you believe me? Yeah, go ahead and check anyway. Go ahead and check. Go ahead and check. Yeah. But if you believe me, you would look under, look under your chair immediately if you believe that, right? Because believing always necessitates some form of action. By the same token, if you believe that it was going that it was going to be 20 degrees below zero outside, wouldn't you dress differently because you believe that? So believing always leads to action. And right believing leads to right actions. I'm telling you, everything starts with your faith and your trust in Jesus. This is so powerful. God says, what should you do to enter the kingdom of God? Believe my son. Believe in Jesus. Have faith in him. Having faith in Jesus means having faith in what he accomplished for you in his death, burial, and resurrection. Having faith in Jesus means that you believe that, first of all, that you have sinned and have fallen short in the fallen short of the glory of God. And you believe that God will have mercy on you and save you. Save you from what? The Bible says clearly, save you from the wrath and judgment of God. What someone said, well, I thought God was love. Why would he send people to hell if he's love? Let me tell you something. God's love have, has no context without his wrath. Heaven has no context without a hell. You know, good has no context without any evil. You must have something to pull against. How would you know what is good and how would you know what, what is bad? Yes, God is love, but there's also wrath. And he's also just. He's very just. His mercy toward us is just. When the Father sent his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to be your sacrifice, to die in your place. Remember, Jesus not only died or hung on that cross for you, he died as you. He not only went into the grave, into the lower parts of the earth for you, he did it as you. He took your place. He not only rose again from the dead for you, he rose as you. He was the perfect sacrifice. Isaiah 53 once again says that, uh, says that, the Lord laid upon Jesus the iniquity of us all. God laid your sins and my sins upon Jesus. He bore our sins. He bore our penalty. The Bible says that the chastisement of our peace was upon him. In other words, Jesus was punished so that we could have peace with God. The Bible says that he who knew no sin, Jesus, became sin so that you and I might be the righteousness of God in him. It's all about Jesus. So we've been talking about that. I want you to see not only that it is important for you to believe in Jesus, but why. Someone said there are so many religions in the world. One man said that religion is the opiate of the masses. People just need a little, a little religion to calm them down. Another person said, you know, I don't believe in religion. I don't believe it all. Let me tell you something. Come here. I don't believe in religion either. Why? Because religion is a set pattern 
or way of doing things. And listen, if you've never heard anything else, please understand this. You must understand this. Religion is man's attempt to bring himself into favor with God. Religion is man's attempt to bring himself in favor or in right standing with God. Religion says, if you do this, if you do that, if you accomplish this, then maybe he, God, will accept you. Religion is works-based. Whose works? Your works. My works. That's religion. But you know what? No matter how much work you do, there's always a question of whether or not you've done good enough. That's what religion does. But Christianity is not religion. Again, religion is man attempting to reach God through his works, through his sacrificial life, through trying to be good and to do good. That's religion. But Christianity is God reaching down to us. God came down to us. The very, very famous scripture, John 3, 16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. God is just. He is just when he sins, uh, when, when someone that was a perverse, perverted, crooked sinner, he is just when he says, come on up to heaven and, and live with me. I know you live that way. Come on up, live in, live in heaven with me. Somebody said, how in the world could God be just? How in the world could he be just in justifying a sinner, in calling a sinner righteous? When that sinner puts his faith and trust in Jesus, God does a work on the inside of him. And God declares him righteous because he believes in Jesus. Righteousness is by faith in Jesus Christ. Glory to God, not by your works. At least any man should boast. We're going to see that tonight. Oh, my goodness. I pray you're getting this. I pray you're getting this. So if in your walk with Christ, let's say you're born again. Let's say you believe in Jesus. You know, one of the, one of the tactics that the devil tries that he loves to pull over the saints' eyes, he tries to pull you back into works, pull you back, or to make you fall into religion, make you fall back into law, where law, the Bible says the law really was performance-based. Listen, if you did good, then you got good. But if you did bad, then you got bad. That's the law, performance-based, and that's the nature of religion. If you do something good, then you ought to expect God to bless you. If you do something bad, then you ought to expect God to curse you or God to, or God to hurt you, right? That's religion. That's not Christ. Because of Jesus, God can bless you just because he loves you, regardless of how you have acted. Don't you know that the Bible declares that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us? God proved his love for you and I while we were still sinners by sending his son. God is righteous at making the sinner righteous when they put their faith in Jesus. Your righteousness or your right standing or your good moral life does not qualify you for heaven. It's Jesus that qualifies you for heaven. As you said before, a dying man or a drowning man cannot save himself. You're in the middle of, middle of the Atlantic. 
And there's nothing to hold on to. You can't save yourself. You need someone else. You need a savior. And God saw your condition. He saw my condition. And he sent his son to pay the price for you and die. When someone goes into hell, when someone goes into the lake of fire, they go over. They have to step over the sacrificial life of Jesus. They have to step over the cross. Because when they do that, they say, no, I don't want to believe in Jesus. I can do my own thing. I have a way of being made right with God. I got my own self. I got what I'm doing. You know, they have to step over the, the path to salvation. And in doing that, there is no other way. Because how can man, sinful man, produce a holy life, a life that is so holy, so godly, that the God of the universe would receive? It cannot be done. Only through Christ Jesus, only by receiving what he has done, can we ever attain righteousness in the sight of God. So that work, all that heavy lifting is on Jesus because the Father knows that you and I cannot bring that to pass in our lives. Woo! That was a lot. Not done yet. We're just opening. So if you're joining us on the YouTube and if you haven't already done so, smash that like button and hit the subscribe button. Uh, make sure that so that you'll make sure so that you'll be aware of the next time when we are live. We have a lot of things going on on the Kingdom Rock Network. We have programming coming on Sunday, of course, and on Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. A lot of things going on the Kingdom Rock Network uh, video and podcast. So make sure you subscribe. Go to the website at kingdomrock.org, kingdomrock.org, and be blessed. Now, again, the last time we were here, we talked about the hallmarks of believing in Jesus. And I said we're going to stop on number six last time because that was the longest one. But before we do that, we're going to have to go into the book of Ephesians, the second chapter. Ephesians, the second chapter, verses 1 through 10. If you're reading with me, you can, of course, read the screens, <clears throat> or you can grab your Bible if you don't mind, and just uh, read along with me. Ephesians 2 really talks about that thing, religion. It talks about relationship with God. And in these last days, you're going to have to know not only that you are saved, but why you are saved and how God saved you. What was the method of salvation? Why are you saved? And again, saved from what? Saved from the wrath of God because God is just. His wrath is just. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. But the Father did not want you to die. That's why he sent his son to die in your place. One sacrifice for all humanity. God's perfect plan. And we give Jesus praise. Amen. Let's go to Ephesians, the second chapter. Ephesians, the second chapter as we continue here in this series, The Path to Salvation. Yay! All right, in this good news uh, Bible study. Yes, good news Bible study. That's what we're calling it, the good news Bible study. All right, here we go. All right, Ephesians, the second chapter. Let's look at verses 1 through 10. Are you enjoying this tonight? I'm enjoying this too. Thank you so much for listening and for, for viewing and being a part of this Wednesday. I really do appreciate you. You know, you are God's beloved. He really does love you. He really does love you. 
All right, let's, let's, let's go ahead and read. Okay, all right, we'll come at you later because there's something wonderful about you. There's something wonderful about you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Ah, let's go on. Wow. Ephesians, the second chapter, verses 1 through 10 says this. And you hath he quickened. Quickened means uh, to be made alive, right? And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. That was our condition, dead in trespasses and sin. Trespasses meaning uh, lawlessness, lawbreaker, right? Our tendency to break the law, our tendency to do our own thing. We were dead in our trespasses and our sins. Verse 2, herein, in, rather wherein, in time past we walked, or ye walked, according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that, that now worketh in the children of disobedience. The prince of the power of the air, that's the devil. Right? We were walking along his path and his plan, and some of us didn't even know it. We're walking in darkness, looking for a savior. Look at verse number three. Among whom also uh, we have had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh. Conversation talks about your lifestyle, right? We lived in the lust of our flesh. There it is. I want it. I get it. I get it. I want it. It's always a constant cycle of wanting and getting, wanting and getting. If you can't get it, you still want it. It's, it's the always wanting something, always wanting something, stuff never being good enough. Have you noticed that in this world? My goodness, how things are, some are, I mean, you're expecting this to be one way, but it turns out some other way. It's never as good. It is never satisfying. There's only one thing that will bring you satisfaction and peace. And you guessed it, it's Jesus. It's serving him. Even on your worst day with him, I'm telling you, your worst day with Jesus uh, is better than your greatest day without him. Can somebody say amen? I'm telling you, my worst day with Jesus is better than my quote, my quote unquote, oh, happiest time without him. My goodness, because the Lord gives you peace in the midst of a storm. He will comfort you. He will guide you. He will protect you. He will counsel you. He'll talk you off of that ledge. He'll help you stay in your marriage. Hallelujah. He'll heal your body. He'll make you whole. I'm telling you, my goodness. Let's, let's go on. Let's go on. Thank you for joining me again. I said that, but thank you anyway. All right. So verse four, but God, all right. So all that was our condition, running after the lust of this world, following after the devil, you know, children of wrath. That, that, that was us. Verse five, rather verse four, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherein he loved us. Mm. Verse 5, even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved. Ooh. Even when we were dead in our sins. You see, God didn't wait for you to become good enough before he saved you. And see, that's the pitfall of religion. Well, you're trying to be good enough for God to bless you. But no, God's gift to you, God's gift is salvation. His salvation, his grace, his mercy, his righteousness is a free gift that he gives to you. Oh my goodness. Let's look on. Verse number six, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Oh, I want to Excuse me for those of you that are wearing your headphones. Oh, my goodness. Listen, 
He said he's raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Who is the us? The us that were dead in trespasses and sins. The us that were walking according to the, to the world, walking according to the devil. The us that were living in lust. The us that was living in darkness. We were children of wrath, deserving of wrath, deserving of punishment and eternal judgment. That us has now been raised up in Christ Jesus and sitting with Jesus. Where is Jesus sitting? At the right hand of God. My God, look at the power of grace. My goodness, to take that lowly man, that lowly woman, the, 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 the human being that's in the mud, in the dirt, in the mire, regardless of what sin you have in your life, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how deep into the darkest pit you were. It doesn't matter. His grace is able to reach you and pull you up out of there and set you up on a high place, not just any high place. Your heavenly father says, come and sit with me. Good God Almighty. Ooh, I'm running in slow motion. My goodness. Are you getting this? He didn't just save you. He saved you from the guttermost to the uttermost. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This is some good stuff. Are you getting this? Let's, let's, let's read on. It says in verse number six again, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. My goodness. All right. Now, let's look at um, verse seven. That in the ages to come. That. Oh, there's a reason. Okay, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, talking about eternity, right? He saved you, said, come up and sit with me because I want to show you something. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Jesus, he's going to show you something. His kindness is where there with him in eternity. He can either point to you and say, look at my example of grace. Don't you know who he was? Don't you know what he used to do, what she used to do? Look how I cleaned them up. Look how I brought them up here with me. Glory to God. And the father would say, hey, son, daughter, sit by me. Let me show you some great things that I have made. Oh, he's going to show you his grace more and more and more and more grace more and more and more love like tidal waves of love tidal waves of grace tidal waves of peace he's gonna lavish you with love oh my goodness i cannot wait for that day to happen but until then we have to work work we have to work not work for our salvation that has been accomplished but we have to do the works of salvation we got to love other people Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do, because I go unto my Father. There is a work for us to do. There's a work for us to do. And the work, some of this work, much of the work involves helping those that Father loves. It involves worshiping him and honoring him and helping your fellow man. Glory to God. Let me tell you another, another good illustration uh, between the differences, the, the differences between religion and salvation. 
you get me now. I want you to get this, okay? You got this? All right, this comes to me now. Here's another illustration. Religion points and says, you owe so-and-so person. That's religion. It points. But Christianity doesn't point. God says, come here. He says, come. You see, that's something? The Father says, come. Religion points. But the Father says, come. People don't need your finger. They need your hand. They need the hand of God. A drowning man doesn't need your finger. Hey, guy, you're drowning, and you're really going, you better get yourself. No, the drowning man needs your hand. And that's what Jesus came to do. He told those Pharisees and, and scribes, Sadducees, he said, uh, he said uh, those that are whole don't need a doctor. They, those that are whole don't need a physician. He said, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Tell them, go and go and learn, go and learn what that means. If you think you're doing good, if you think you're you're good enough, uh, you're not a candidate for this. But if you have a sense of your own sin, your own guilt, your own shame, if you know you need a doctor, Dr. Jesus, then the Father says, Come, come, come one all, come, come, come. Come home, daughter. Come home, son. Come home. Isn't that awesome? Regardless of who you are, where you've been, color of your skin, your gender, your identity, I don't care about all, God doesn't care about all that. He says, come. The real you is inside of that flesh. You understand that, right? The real you is inside of that flesh. When you die, if we die, if the Lord Jesus tarries, and he doesn't rapture the church right away, if that, if that is true, then we're going to go into the grave, and this shell that we've fought so hard for would turn to ashes and dust as it rots away, rots away in some grave somewhere. hope you have a pretty coffin, if that's it. This stuff will go away. You're going to get a new body, praise God, but it is that spirit, the real you on the inside of you, your soul, your spirit, that is, that is eternal. We spend so much time, and here's another trick of the enemy, so much time trying to improve this or making it look a certain way or living in a certain place, driving a certain thing, wearing a certain kind of clothes. We spend so much time on the external when the real party is going on on the inside. This outward stuff will perish, but it is the internal, living in the spirit, Walking in the Spirit, I'm telling you, that has eternal rewards and benefits. Yeah, buy yourself some new clothes. Buy a new car. Hallelujah. Fix yourself up. No problem with that. But understand something. Never let that take the place of the Spirit of God within you. Never let that take the place of Christ's preeminence in your life. Jesus must be number one. He must be. In all things, we seek him first. Amen? Praise God. All right. Oh, my goodness. My time is going on. I want to get to the sixth thing, but it don't look like we're going to. It doesn't look like we're going to get to it tonight, but we will next time. You can bet that. All right. But let's go on a little bit further tonight. Let me see our time. Oh, boy. We're almost there. We got to hurry. All right. So let's look at verse number eight now. Verse number eight now brings us the concept, again, 
of this religion and Christianity and what God expects from us and what the world expects from us. Listen to uh, verses 8. We'll go all the way to 10, 8, 9, and 10, and it reads like this. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Verse 10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Again, salvation is a gift. You're not earning your way into the favor of God. The Father gives you his favor through Jesus Christ. When you put your faith in Jesus, the Father gives you right standing with himself. Much like the prodigal son as he returned home uh, to the Father, the first thing I believe the Father did there was to give him a robe, a robe of righteousness. And he gave him a ring, a ring of sonship. That's authority. And he gave him new shoes or new sandals for his feet. Change his walk. Change his life. That's what the Father does for you and die. You don't earn your salvation. The Father gives it to you when you put your faith in Jesus, when you believe in him. Remember that having faith and believing is an act of the will. You choose to believe or you choose not to believe. You choose to have faith or you choose not to. Now, there are some areas in our lives as you walk this Christian walk, there'll be some things that it's just hard for you to believe. In that area, we, we cry, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And the Lord will do that. I'm telling you, he will do that. He loves you so very, very much. I'm telling you, he does. He really does. He really does. All right, well, we're going to stop there for tonight. But the next time that we are together, we're going to talk about finally that sixth point that we've been talking about. We're going to close it out tonight, but we're going to be talking about that sixth point. And we're going to look, I believe, in the book of John once again. We're going to go to John 11. Woo, there it is. John 11. We're going to talk about Lazarus, what Jesus did there with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And if you want to, you can read ahead and underline how many times the Lord says believe. It's powerful. I hope to go through the entire thing in one Bible study. So you pray with me that we can do that, okay? All right. So tonight, um, we're going to stop it right there, and I pray that you are richly blessed. But before you go, have you received Jesus as your Lord and your Savior? Have you believed in Jesus? Have you believed in Jesus? You say yes, and some may say no. Well, remember, receiving Jesus is just that. You have to receive him. You receive God's gift. Around Christmas time, when someone comes to you with a gift, you say, thank you, and you receive it. You don't earn it. You don't ask them, well, how much do I owe you for it? You're not, not going to try to pay for it. It's a gift. You say, thank you and receive it, take it in, right? So you're not trying to earn your way in. You, you're going to believe and just receive what God has done for you through his son. This is so awesome. So if you're ready tonight, you say, you know what? I've heard this gospel message and I believe in Jesus. 
What should I do? Well, every good relationship starts with a conversation. Prayer is a conversation. The prayer doesn't save you, but it's the person that answers the prayer that saves you. If someone's on the side of the road, maybe they've had an, an accident and someone calls 911, and uh, the person that's in the accident later on doesn't say, oh, 911 saved me. That would be crazy. No, the paramedic that came out there saved you, right? Or they don't say, oh, my cell phone saved me. No, it wasn't the cell phone that saved you. It was the help that came to save you. Prayer is that call, making that call, that conversation, talking with the Father. It's the one that's on the other end that actually saves you. So prayer doesn't do it, but believing in Jesus does. You put your faith and trust in him. So let's talk to the Father right now. And I know as we talk to him, he will answer. Amen. All right. So you can repeat these words after me. Again, these words don't save you. It's believing in Jesus that saves you. And this is our first conversation. Some of you with the Father and others of you, we're just affirming our faith and trust in Jesus. So let's just pray like this. Heavenly Father, I come to you, your child. Lord, I have made so many mistakes in my life. I have sinned and I have fallen short of your glory. But I believe in Jesus and I believe that his sacrifice washes away all of my sin. I believe that through his shed blood that I am forgiven and made whole. Jesus bore my sins and now I'm free because I've placed my trust in him. So tonight, Father, I just confess I receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. And I say, come into my heart, Lord. Live in me. Make me yours. And I'll serve you all the days of my life as you show me how. Now, Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the evidence of a changed life. Thank you for changing me and receiving me. Thank you that I'm your child. You are my Father. You are my God, and I'm your people. I love you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Isn't that a wonderful thing? As we just put our faith and trust in Jesus. You know, when you put your faith in Jesus, when you choose to trust in him, when you turn to him, you're turning away from other things. You can't look, you can't be turning in this way and that way at the same time. So choosing to turn to Christ is repentance. Is repentance. That's what repentance is all about. Changing your mind, changing the direction of your life. Choosing Jesus is the ultimate repentance. Amen? All right. Well, Nick, your next stop is to get involved in some Bible study, some good church, and join others of like precious faith. Let the Lord lead you to who you got to fellowship with, who you can fellowship with, because you're going to need someone else. Let me, let me tell you that now. You're going to need others to pray with you. And come back here next time. I'll be here, I believe, the Lord willing, and we'll continue to talk about this path to salvation. Make sure you get in your Bible. You can start there in Matthew and uh, the Gospels and read all the way to the book of Revelation. Then go back to Genesis and read the whole Bible and, and just begin your conversation talking to the Lord. 
Just have a set time and you just talk to him and enjoy him and he will talk to you. He's your father now and he loves you so much. Amen. Well, until next time, remember, Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. I'll see you on the next time, okay? Love you guys. Oh, don't forget to go to the website. Yes, at kingdomrock.org, kingdomrock.org. Okay, closing number two. See you next time. All right, bye-bye.